we have here the, the final Sunday of the Coptic month of Misr. So this is the last full month, the last Sunday of that full month. And then next Sunday will be what, what is called the Sunday of the month of Nessi. And all the readings starting from yesterday, Saturday, through till September 11th, which is the last day of the Coptic year this year, uh, all of those readings focus our attention on the coming of Christ and on the end times. And why the church does this, it takes advantage of the end of the year to remind us of the end that is to come. We have this at the end of every day, if we're faithful in reading our Igbeya, we also have this reminder, whether it's in the Vespers or the Compline or the Midnight, it's reminding that the end is coming. And the Lord reminds us, or I should remind you of what the Lord said in the book of Revelation, Behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. It might feel to us as if it is taking a long time, but we have to orient our minds and our hearts to the coming of our Savior. And this is what we do at the end of every day, but also at the end of the Coptic year. And there are certain events in our lives that shock us, that shock us, like we can say the passing away of a loved one who has passed away way before his years or her years uh, were, were meant to, uh, were, were, were done, were completed. We're now in, the, in this area mourning the, the loss of Alex Halim, the only son of Bernadette and Rauf, a 31-year-old orthopedic surgeon, suddenly taken away. Imagine. What is this, but what is this saying to us? It's reminding us again, our life is not here. All that we think is meaningful to us now is really not meaningful. And all the things that are meaningful are going to the kingdom, are going to paradise. Everything that has meaning in our life has, it has gone or will go to that, to that place. So this is the direction we have to go. This is, the, this is the mindset that we have to be in. This is how we have to orient ourselves, is constantly looking to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And every time we say the creed, again reminding you about the Agbeya, first hour and in the Compline, we say the creed in the Agbeya, and we say the creed here, and the last thing that we say is we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. Not this life. This life is passing. This life is a vapor. This life is a, a fleeting moment. We rejoice in our time and we rejoice with those who God has given to us during these times and we're happy that we're able to experience others and have our families and have our friends and be able to do something in this world. However, this is not the end. And when a tragedy happens, like the tragedies of these days, when these tragedies happen, when these tragedies happen during these days, it's to shock us and to remind us again. And we have certain words in these Gospels, as well as in the readings, 
to remind us of what our attitude is supposed to be like. First word is look. We look for the resurrection of the dead or we look for the age to come. This word look is to be always cognizant or always reminding ourselves of the coming of Christ. Christ is coming again. And we can't be lazy in our ideas or lazy in our, in our attitude towards this. He says, It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch therefore, you do not know when the master is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So this first looking for the coming of the Savior. The second, this idea of watch. Watch is to keep vigil, to keep guard, to not be careless in our salvation, to not be careless without the time that God has given to us in this world, in this life. Not to be careless with our Sundays, not to be careless with the days that we are given to fast, not to be careless with the opportunities to serve those who are in need, not to be careless with our responsibilities, whether it be towards those who are our elders or those to whom we are were given in this life children, whether it be to those in our families or those who are in our workplace, not to be careless, but to be watchful and to be guarding and to take advantage of every moment. And we can change every moment and allow that moment to be for the glory of God or a moment in which we are drawing closer to God. The more we are focused on God, the less this life has any taste, has any meaning. And I don't want to depress you and I don't want you to walk through life depressed. But we also have to be um, awake to understand what is the reality of this life and what is the reality of that life. The reality of this life is its passing. You can't take anything here with you, despite what our ancient Egyptian uh, ancestors used to do with the pyramids and shove everything that they thought they needed for the afterlife inside. We can't do that. What, but what we can do is take our good works. We can take that which we have given. St. John Chrysostom said, if you want your riches in the kingdom of heaven, you give them to others. This is how you keep them. If you don't want your riches in the kingdom of heaven, you hold on to them and you keep them for yourself. So let our, our eyes be focused on the kingdom and let us be watchful, looking first and watchful. And then another word that's given to us is take heed. Pay attention to yourself and never allow yourself to be fooled or to think everything is okay. And I, I, this is my, my version of fire and brimstone, right? Uh, every preacher has a fire and brimstone type of sermon. Uh, this is my version of it. Don't think that it's okay. It's never good enough. And I don't mean that in a way that to put us down and to shame us and to make us feel like nothing we do is good. No, I'm trying to encourage you to strive for better. Strive for more. Do more for the sake of the kingdom of God. Do more in your relationship with Christ. Focus on Him. And those that have focused on Him and those who have been uh, watchful in their spiritual lives, those who have taken heed, those who have um, 
focused and given attention to his spiritual life, like, for example, St. Paul, in the book, in his letter to the Philippians, where was he when he wrote that letter? Where was he when he wrote that letter? He was in jail. He was in prison. And yet you hear him say over and over and over, Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. And he, he says, Be anxious for nothing. He says, he says to us, um, it, it Also, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is true, meditate on these things. Forget about the gossip and the news and the politics and all that we talk about in our day-to-day. Focus on what is real. Focus on what is lasting. Focus on our eternal life. And finally, he says, uh, uh, the final word that I'll give you is pray. So we had look, we had watch, we had take heed, and the final word is pray. When we say lead us not into temptation. When we, when we pray, lead us not into temptation. What we're saying is, is God in the end, in the final moments, do not give us something more than we can handle. And by the way, there are often, these events can often be something more than we can handle. A young child getting sick, you know, someone passing away too early, my own, if I have my own sufferings. A lot of people look to suffering and they say, where is God? How can this happen? How can God allow this? And it becomes for them something that turns them off completely to Christianity. This is one of those temptations. Now things are good. Now we can pray. Now we can lift our hands up. But what happens? <laughs> Remember what, David, what, what the devil said to, uh, to Job, or to God about Job. He said, he's praying now, but let me just touch him and he'll curse you and forget about you and and when that happened what did Job's wife tell him to do just curse God and be done with it but Job was a faithful servant even in his suffering he went through a great trial a great tribulation but at the end of it he was victorious lead us not into temptation it's it it might get harder God help me when it gets harder Help me when it gets more difficult. Not just me, help others. Help others to be able to go through whatever trial and tribulation and to be able to see you in it. To be able to be comforted with you. To be able to take the peace which you give us, which you promised us, which you told us, that nothing in this world can take away from us. Allow others to feel that peace as well. The end, the final moments of our life, or the final moments in this world, and the end is when our faith will be tested. What do we really believe in? What is really uh, our hope and our joy and our concern? Are we looking to Christ and to the angels and and eagerly waiting for them to, to take us? Or are we concerned with this world and this life and the problems and the issues that are going on here. We have to train ourselves to free ourselves. To free ourselves to say, you know, nothing here is, is lasting. Except for what we experience in Christ, in God, in the church. And, and we, in the liturgy, we say this in the liturgy very closely. We say this 
we commemorate His second coming from the dead, His second coming from the heavens, awesome and full of glory. When we say this part, we're actually in this church celebrating that second coming. And as we celebrate that second coming, we are in our hearts trying to, to release ourselves from this world and from this life to look to Christ, to look to God, to look to that second coming. If our eyes aren't focused on that, we're going we're gonna to be miserable. Especially when we're hit from the right and hit from the left and hit from all sides with difficulties and trials and tribulations and problems. But when we have Christ and we're focused on Christ, we can say this will pass, this will pass, this will pass. All the problems that come, this will pass and we'll be able to move on. But that reality, that reality of what is to come is what we have to focus on. And the church is giving us this opportunity. Let me encourage you to do something for the rest of this Coptic year till September 11th. Take the, the, the readings. Take the readings and read them every day because they're not about the saints of the day. Usually, if there's a martyr, there's a story about a martyr or something about the martyrdom. If there's a monastic or a, a female martyr, all of that, the readings change, but not during this time of the year. This time of the year, the readings are special, focusing us and our attention on the kingdom which is to come. Take advantage of that and allow our minds to be always looking for the coming of God. And then I'll give you a prayer, an early prayer, a prayer that was uh, said often. Uh, you can say this all the time, which is, O Lord, come. In the Aramaic, it's Maran Atha. Maran Atha. O Lord, come. Even when you take communion, you know, when you're taking communion, say these words, O Lord, come. O Lord, come. Yani, it's enough. We, we love to partake of your body and your blood, but we want to partake of you completely, fully, eternally. Come, Lord Jesus. Come and help us. Come and be with us. Or, or, or come in your second coming. We all are looking for this. We all want this. <laughs> This world is filled with sorrows and trials and tribulations. It is better for us to be with you. So, O oh Lord, come. May God give us strength to be victorious in our spiritual lives here on earth. May we not be lazy when it comes to our spiritual lives. May we always be looking for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. May we always be watchful and our spiritual lives keeping vigilant, not being careless for a moment. May we always take heed, take heed to ourselves, take heed to our spiritual lives and not lull ourselves into laziness. And may we be always praying in our hearts and in our minds for the coming of our Lord, asking Him that He lead us not into temptation, not that He leads us, but that the temptations manifest themselves and that He be a protector to us, someone to guide us and to guard us and to help us against these, these uh, temptations and these tribulations. May we say this prayer, O Lord, come with all of our hearts. And may our Lord hear this prayer and come quickly. To Him be the glory, now and ever into the age of all ages. Amen.